Ballpark on Saturday. Highlander baseball in action this afternoon at Bosque River Ballpark against Weatherford. First pitch is at noon. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 833, welcome back into the program, and we do welcome into the show from the uh, Waco Tribune Herald, the sports director, the sports editor, if you will, Mr. Bryce Cherry. Bryce, good morning. How are you, buddy? Doing good. How about you? Doing terrific. We appreciate the time. Let's uh, let's begin on the high school front. Uh, get us kind of up to speed on what's going on in, in, as far as postseason is concerned when it comes to soccer. Yeah, I think we're down to uh... – Let's see, four teams, I want to say, left in Central Texas. Uh, you have the Belton girls. You have uh, Lake Belton and Lorena uh, who play one another um, Friday night. And then uh, on the boys' side, I want to say you're down to La Vega boys and Mejia boys. So however many teams that was, I think five. Uh so, I mean, you know, you still have a few teams trying to make their, their way to state. Uh, obviously, um, Lake Belton down there and uh, actually located in the Temple city limits, if that makes any sense to you. <laughs> um, uh, they, they've got a good shot, um, you know, to keep going. And uh, they're, what, 26-1, and one, I want to say, on the season. Uh, now I wouldn't uh, wouldn't count Lorena out tomorrow night. That one should be fun. They'll be at Waco ISD tomorrow night. Um, but uh, both teams are playing well, so that'll be a fun uh, fun little matchup. Chad Conine will be there for us tomorrow night. Bryce, spring football in swing for the Baylor Bears. What do you want to see from the Bears in spring practice? Uh, you know, I think just continued development of of your younger guys and obviously uh you know i think you you further install uh maybe things that you didn't have in the in the system already um i know when when they first got here they talked about you know just how complex the uh the defense was and so you know they were kind of implementing it you know bit by bit and and now uh, you know they're probably to the point where you're, you're getting more of the full scope of the scheme um so you know you always you always can tweak things you can always get better and um you know obviously the other thing is there'll be some position battles that that will uh you know maybe they won't be decided in the spring but Certainly, um, you know, some of them might be, and and guys will, will take, you know, a big step forward in, in deciding those positions. Bryce, on the, as far as basketball goes, Kendall Brown declares for the NBA draft. James Akinjo declares for the NBA draft. What are your thoughts on those guys' uh, opportunities? And then do you expect any more, maybe Sohan or any of these other guys to declare as well? Yeah, definitely. I think Sohan will, uh, will turn pro. I mean, He's projected as a lottery pick, so why would you not? Um, and you know, uh, none none of it really surprises me. Obviously, Akinjo, uh, you know, as a senior, um, you know, he's he's played enough that uh, you know it, it makes sense that he's going to go, you know, to the NBA and then 
uh, from the moment I first watched uh, Kendall Brown and Jeremy Sohan, I said, those are one and done guys. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Baylor hasn't had a lot of one and done guys in the, in the Scott Drew era. I mean, that's, that's a little different. They've been more of the, you know, the development guys, you know, the guys like Corey Jefferson and, um, you know, take uh, just all kinds of guys that, that come in and, and and Torian Prince, that's who I was trying to think of, uh, was another one that that came in and and sort of developed into an NBA prospect. Um, so these guys are are the guys you watch and you see Kendall Brown and uh, to me, could he benefit from more development in his game? Absolutely, um, but. He's got a lot of things you can't coach, and so he'll just have to develop those uh, other facets of his game on the NBA level. Um, I think he's probably, you know, the projections have him more like middle of the first round right now. Um, and then Sohan is looking like a lottery pick just the way he played at the end of the year. Yeah, and we were, that's what we were talking about. It's, it's how his growth and development just continued through the uh, through the end of the year. Let's uh let's talk some uh, football and uh, high school football and, and jump in there. Jim Kerbo leaving Itasca to go over to Meridian. Benny Hewitt getting the promotion at Chilton. So I guess that leaves Itasca looking for a head football coach AD. And I think the uh, I think uh, Clifton is still in in that process. Are they not? They are. Uh, shared uh, an email with uh, with Andy Ball. Uh, former football coach himself. He coached at Bynum back in the day. Um, he's the superintendent at Clifton now and said that uh, Friday, I guess, is the deadline for their uh, application process. And then, of course, they'll do interviews and, and all of that. So I expect, uh, you know, sometime in April, maybe mid-April or late April, um, that Clifton will be Announcing its new uh, new coach, uh, Chuck Caniford, I thought did an excellent job there. Mm-hmm. Clifton, um, you know, they they had a tough year this past year. These things are cyclical a little bit, uh, but you know they were eight and four as as recently as 2019. So um, they've they've had you know pretty good teams out there. Um, so you know I think that'll be an attractive job. And then you know you mentioned the others. Uh, I know Benny Hewitt is highly regarded. Uh, you know, he, he was at Marlin, you know, a few years back and, um, and, you know, didn't have the kind of success that like Marlin had this past year, but that's uh, a testament to what Ruben Torres was able to come in and do. Um, but I, I think coach Hewitt will do a, a, an excellent job there at Chilton. They're coming off a 12 and two season and the only losses they had were both to the Mart Panthers. So, um, you know, they're, they've got a, a bunch of pretty good guys back. As the month of April approaches, how excited are you for your Astros getting started in Major League Baseball? And did any of the moves in the offseason get you that way? Uh, I wouldn't say they got me super excited just because we did lose Carlos Correa, and that was a, a gut punch. Anytime you... You know, you lose a guy like that that's been just sort of a fixture of your team who came up as, you know, an Astro. He was the number one pick in the draft and, you know, and just out of 
high school, you know, out of he was just a teenager when the Astros drafted him, and you see him grow up and become this postseason hero. I mean that that was cool, you know, and I I was hoping the Astros would, you know, actually pay the man as as uh, the slogan went. <laughs> that was the slogan from Astro fans: pay the man. But uh, they, you know. Their offer wasn't good enough, so uh, you know I don't I don't blame Correa. He went he went off to the Twins for a one year deal. Uh, but all that said, yes, I mean I'm it's baseball, so you know you always are optimistic and hopeful, and um, it'll be interesting to see what the Astros do. Um, you know, in terms of are they going to move uh, Bregman to short? Are they you know going to going to play somebody else at short? Obviously, that's kind of a key position. Um, but I think Bregman can easily shift over and then, then you got, you know, you got to fill in at the a third base spot, but, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be, it'll be good to see the Astros again. And, um, Justin Verlander is back and pitching pretty well. He's pitched well in the spring. So, uh, that's cool because, you know, he didn't pitch at all last year. Bryce this weekend, uh, we're going to have the, inaugural WISD lineman challenge over there at WISD stadium. What are your thoughts on this? And what does this say about the changing the culture from Waco high and university that you have these head coaches come in and start implementing some of these um, camps to help develop some of the local products? Well, obviously, you know, you want to have good linemen. I mean, uh, that's a that's a key to any successful football program, and so I think those Waco ISD coaches know that uh, Kent Laster and uh, you know uh, Waco High coach Lyndon Helt. Uh, so you know I think they're going to do things like that. Uh, I mean, we saw sort of an emphasis on powerlifting, which you want to build up the uh, the strength and, and conditioning of your program if you're going to have some success. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's cool. It's a cool thing. I, I've always uh, liked those lineman challenges. Um, you know, it's a way for O-line guys to, you know, to, to get a little glory, you know. I mean, that's a position that, you know, you don't really have any stats. I mean, they have, you know, they have different kind of stats, like right. knockdown, knockdowns and pancakes and that kind of thing. We would always laugh when we would get our Super Syntex nominations uh, and see the different terms that, that O-line coaches would have for for their stats, you know, blazer blocks. I, I don't know what the heck a blazer block was, but, uh, you know, there were different things like, you know, that cleared a touchdown maybe or something like that, but – uh, but this gives those guys a chance to compete and, and, you know, get a little glory. So more power to them. All right, Bryce, Monday night, who's cutting down the nets? Oh, man. I, you know, I think it's going to be Kansas. I, I, they're, the, they're the one seed. They've kind of been a little bit overlooked um, as a one seed, which is, you know, kind of, interesting i mean you know everybody else was picking different teams you know the gonzagas of the world or whoever um uh but i I think the jayhawks have a really good shot that said i mean um any of those four teams really can win it uh the duke north carolina game is going to get a ton of attention and hype and you know i i get it i mean it's 
uh, I wrote a column last summer after uh, after visiting Chapel Hill and um, just talked about how you know it's the best it's the best rivalry in sports to me. I mean, you know, North Carolina Duke. I mean, they're they're like eight miles apart. You know, I mean, uh, you can throw a, ba- a bounce pass from one campus <laughs> to the other. So, so I mean, uh, that should be a lot of fun because I, I guess it's the first time I think that they've met in the Final Four. All right, Bryce. What do you uh, What do you got coming up uh, this weekend in the uh, in the uh, Waco trip? Uh, yeah, so we'll we'll have, as you mentioned, uh, high school soccer playoffs. We'll have Baylor baseball. We didn't talk about them, but they have a series against East Tennessee State coming up this weekend. A little detour from Big Twelve play. Um, Baylor track has its first home meet of the season on Saturday, uh, the Baylor Invitational. It's not their biggest meet. The Michael Johnson meet is, is a little bit bigger on that. Uh, and then I'll just tease something here that should be a lot of fun. Um, this story won't probably be done till next week, maybe next weekend, but Sunday night, I've got a little zoom set up and, and I may have talked about this with you guys before, but uh, you know, it's 10 years since the 2012 Baylor baseball team. Um, they won Big 12 that year. Uh, we called that season the Feed the Beaver season mm-hmm. uh, because of the uh, rallying cry. Uh, Beaver, you know, emerged from the Brazos, and for about a month, they, you know, or more, they didn't lose a game. They they went on a 24 game winning streak that included an 18 and 0 start in the big 12, which was just bananas. Uh, anyway, all that to say, uh, I'm doing an interview with a bunch of those guys, as many as can really uh, make it on this uh, zoom call on Sunday night. Um, and then I'll have a story, you know, coming out of that, uh, next week. So. That was the year that, uh, finished with the, uh, super regional against Arkansas, right? That's yeah. Correct. Yeah. And they, we're very, very close. A double play ball away from uh, going to Omaha that season. It didn't work out for Baylor, uh, and Arkansas came back and and won that super regional. But man, that was a that was an amazing team. What um, was it? I mean, they they had a lot of talent and and just that streak. You just don't see streaks like that in baseball. Yeah, I, it was uh, yeah, for the old for the old boys up in the radio booth. It was kind of fun too. So we got to see some, you know. And I always got to help out writing the articles and all that kind of stuff. So oh yeah, every night he he stopped by the press box, guys, and he'd say, "You need anything from me?" <laughs> I'd always ask Bryce. Bryce got to do anything for you before I leave because you know we we got to leave a little earlier than they did because they're writing stories. All right, hey Bryce, as always, it's a lot of fun. Thanks so much. Appreciate your time today, as always. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Talk to you soon. That's Bryce Cherry, the 